Hey, real quick, guys. I don't know if you know this, but each week I put together an exclusive newsletter for our subscribers that covers things like uh, entrepreneurship, investing, wealth building, productivity, and personal development. Also, you get some pretty cool behind-the-scenes content that the rest of the world just will never get to see. So if you're interested in joining us, get over to beyondtheapex.com slash newsletter to join the tens of thousands of other subscribers getting their weekly five to thrive. All right, let's get into the show. What's up, everybody? Welcome to the podcast. I'm going to share with you one of the reasons I think new businesses struggle to scale. It's because in the beginning, when it's just you as the founder, you're probably wearing all the hats in your business. You are doing the product design, the, the marketing, the customer sales, the, the fulfillment. You're doing the financials. Like You're doing everything. And you, in the beginning, don't really know what you're doing. So you start to create systems. You kind of like struggle bust your way through it. And you start to figure out, well, this is how I, this is, this is the way that I do this thing. And for better or worse, that just becomes your, your standard operating procedure. And you never really stop to sit down and document it in a formalized way. You don't necessarily stop to reflect on, is this the best way to be doing this even? Because you're just kind of nose to the grindstone. You're so deep in the business that you're just doing the things and you're just trying to keep the boat moving forward. So like you're putting the paddle in the water and you're pulling with all your might. You're not really sitting to evaluate. Am I sitting in the perfect spot on the boat? Am I putting the paddle into the water and stroking it? That's a weird, weird, I don't know anything about paddling, obviously. But like before we can start worrying, worrying about optimizing in the beginning, we're just focused on survival. And so what ends up happening is then if you do it right and you find success, you start to get customers, you start to get cash flow, you start to build and you start to go, oh, I can only do, I can't now do all these things. I can't fulfill the customers and there's too much demand and this is a good problem to have. Um, but this is where you start to get too far over your skis and you can potentially get really hurt and blow up, right? And so this is where people start looking at hiring and saying, we need to bring somebody onto the team and so that they can take over maybe this this aspect of the business. But the problem is then when you bring people in, it's very hard to train them and to give them expectations if you don't already have systems and processes in place. And a lot of time what business owners do is they're like, well, this is how I do it. They'll quickly show you how. And then the person kind of is left to figure it out on their own. And the chances are they're not going to figure it out on their own. And even if they do, it's going to take them a while and a lot of trial and error. Because if you think about how long it took you as the business owner to get to your level of competency and how much trial and error it took you in that particular um, procedure, like it's only reasonable to think that it's going to take them an equivalent amount of time, especially if you haven't really refined how you're going to train or teach them the procedure, which most entrepreneurs don't do. They just hire the person. They're like, I don't have time to really train you. So I just need you to kind of dive in and figure it out. And then we get frustrated because they don't figure it out. Or as they do figure it out, they're not doing it as well as you were doing it. They may be only 60% as effective. So then you get frustrated because you look back over and you're like, what the hell? Like I hired you to make the, like to take work off my plate. But in fact, you're just making more errors, which is causing me to now have to like look over your shoulder. And so I'm actually not removed from that activity at all. Now I'm just even more into it and having to like solve problems that should never have been there in the first place had I just done it myself. And so... What most entrepreneurs do then is they dive back in, they take that thing off that person's plate, they start doing it themselves. And if you get into this trap, it becomes this deadly cycle where you start to believe that nobody else can do the thing as well as you. You stop hiring, you stop training because you get burned by it so many times. You get frustrated by the fact that nobody seems to be able to step in and do the thing that you're like, well, fuck, I'm just going to be continue doing it myself. 
And I, I was in this place for a while myself where I was like, man, nobody can do this as well as me. Every time I bring them in, they just don't get it. They don't understand. And then I would just take it back off their plate. And then they're just sitting there twiddling their thumbs while I'm just doing all, everything. And it took me a long time to realize like I was the problem in that equation that I didn't, I wasn't hiring and training them properly so that they were put in a position to actually succeed. And so the thing that really, that you need to have in place before any of this can like have a hope of uh, working is standard operating procedures that you can hand to that other person. And one of the things that I found very beneficial um, in the early days of of building businesses was just a simple process of taking a screen recording of myself talking through how to do the task as I do it. So if that's like doing financial reporting or that's doing email management or that's doing customer uh, support, turn on the the loom or the, the zoom screen recording and go through the process as you document and talk through it. And then you can give that video to the person that you've hired, and then you have them create the standard operating procedure based off of it. You have them systemize it, turn it into a step-by-step process, and then together you can kind of refine it. But I find that to be a very easy way to initially have your processes documented because as again, as a busy entrepreneur, you don't have time to sit down and get into the weeds of every single system in your business and like create a perfect checklist of like, here's exactly the best way to do it. I don't think that's the best use of your time, but you need to get 80% of the ideas out of your head and into the hands of the person that you expect to do the work. Otherwise they're going to, they're going to be just over their head and have no chance of ever succeeding. So you need to do it in an efficient way where it doesn't take a lot of time and energy for you. And it's easy for them to like get their feet into it and, and get started. So that's been something that's been very beneficial for me. You just document the um, through a screen recording what you actually do in the process, and then you leave it to them to create the standard operating procedure. Then you both refine it together. Try that out. Start doing it sooner than you think. Truly, as an entrepreneur, um, there's only two times to hire somebody. You either hire too soon or you hire too late. And I was talking about this with actually our lawyer the other day who was going through some growth pains with his business and he called up for some, some advice. And the idea that you either hire too soon or too late, like nobody ever hires at the perfectly right moment. And the problem with hiring too soon is it costs you money. Hire, uh, the problem with hiring too late is that it costs you opportunity right? So your team can't run at the opportunities because you don't have the the people there. You don't have the infrastructure. Whereas when you hire too soon, it costs you money in the sense that you have to start paying out a salary and you might not be able to afford that in the early days. And so when I think about those two costs uh, or those two times that you can pay, um, you can either hire too soon or hire too late. The, the reason most of us then wait to hire too late is because it's hard to quantify the lost opportunity. You can't put that on a spreadsheet in the same way that you can put, okay, if we hire too soon, that's going to cost me $60,000 a year. We can see that on a spreadsheet. We can see that number. And because you can't quantify the lost opportunity, we tend to think, oh, $60,000 is going to be more. And so we wait usually to hire too late as a, as a result, and we miss opportunity. In my experience, though, it is always better to hire sooner than it is to hire too late because opportunity is usually far, far more expensive to your business than the money that would go into just hiring the person. So I want you to think about that. And another little reframe that really helped me um, get comfortable with the idea of hiring people sooner is, yes, you are bringing somebody on conceivably to do customer service and you're going to pay them $60,000 a year. And you're like, oh my God, where am I going to come up with $60,000? Well, here's the thing. The easy way to break this down mentally is to realize you don't need to come up with $60,000. 
You just need to come up with $5,000 a month. That's it, right? Like they need their salary, $5,000 a month, every month for 12 months, that's $60,000. So all you have to really think about is to bring that 60,000 down to 5,000 and say, what can I do to get another $5,000 a month? Not 60,000, just 5,000. And I find that is a much easier place to reframe from and then feel the mental uh, load lighten a bit to say, okay, maybe I will hire sooner. So this was a long, long this, we took a weird turn there at the end, t- started talking about hiring and um, <laughs> didn't necessarily mean to get into that one and want to talk more about the standard operating procedures and training and that side of things. But hopefully you got a little bit of value out of this, regardless of where you are on your journey. So as always, guys and gals, I appreciate you being here. Can't wait to see you tomorrow for another episode of Amplified Impact. But until then, stay hyper-focused, my friend. Hey, what's up, guys? Real quick, I've been working really hard to amplify my social media presence recently and recently just started diving into Instagram, which has actually been a ton of fun. It's a cool platform for connecting with y'all in just a more personal way. So if we aren't already connected on Instagram, let's change that. You can find me at TheAnthonyVecino. So go, go connect. Let's do it. All right, let's get to the show.